Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I am warm and you are cold. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other words to that song. Honestly, it was a bop and I honestly enjoyed it. More than I enjoyed yeah. a lot of the content in these episodes, I think I enjoyed that song. Yeah. Yeah, the song was great. What was the, was there a second line? Just, I am warm um, and you are cold. Let me look. Uh, so We good. are warm and you are cold. Uh, there was another line, I thought. <laughs> you know what? That um, might have been the whole thing. <laughs> we are warm and you are you cold. are cold. Yeah. Oh, well. I love that I little guy. It. it was like sitting like in... He was just like loving his life, sitting on the edge of that billboard, singing along. <laughs> he was having a great time. I wish I was as happy as he was just singing that, that song. That was his his summer vacation, he said. <laughs> horrifying to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- like 14 degrees or whatever mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so these, these two episodes, we got Raging Corey and the... Like... I don't know. I don't know what was going on in these two episodes where I was just like, okay, the first episode, we start off and like Corey's an asshole. And I immediately I'm just like, really? Really, bro? We're doing this again? You're being an asshole again? Mm-hmm. Like right. you were just, you just had your asshole material like an episode ago, you know? Or two episodes ago, I should say. Topanga was the asshole last episode. Every every week, we need to keep track of like, who's the asshole this week? Last week, it was Topanga. Oh, yeah. Is this now like the Reddit? Am I the asshole? Uh, have you ever heard of that? Reddit? Yes, I have. The subreddit, Am I the Asshole? And I think the answer, if Corey is asking this, is yes, you indeed are the asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for right. the first episode, for sure. Right, yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, yeah. yeah. And then the second episode is like, what, Feeny is the I, asshole? I kind of think Feeny's the asshole in episode two. <laughs> we'll get I to it. I feel like it should have been called like Raging Corey and Raging Feeny. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. Like a Raging Feeny is always more fun to watch than a Raging Corey. But like, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to all of it. Um, First things first, how are you doing? How's your day? How's everything going? Uh, 
my life is fine. My birthday's in 10 days, so or less. So that's kind of what I'm holding on to. Yeah, you're just waiting. You're desperately waiting. I mean, it is Pisces season. Yeah. So you're in your right. prime, right? Like this is is yes. this your, you're in your prime. Right. Do, are you yeah. watching things on purpose just to cry? Like what's no. what is your what do you how do you celebrate Pisces season? Uh just trying to get through the day by day <laughs> just getting through yeah. just living that's how you celebrate maybe like maybe minute to minute just trying mm-hmm. to chug mm-hmm. my way through life yeah at this point that's fair that's fair it's a long you? cold winter um it's a long december it's taylor swift isn't it uh no no no, no, no. That? that's back to december i think uh oh, I that was, was a counting crows song oh gosh counting crows um yeah. yeah my day was good I worked you know the things um we have a nice little bed of snow outside it's beautiful to look at it's still yeah. chilly I have every excuse in the world not to go anywhere life is good you know yeah this is how we live now uh New Jersey didn't get much snow yeah wild to me because we got like eight to ten inches or something like we're having a pretty mild winter yeah. honestly yeah you guys are getting all the warm weather but anyway, enough of that. You didn't get any Eskimo uh, snow. What is it called? The, the raging winters that uh, that Philadelphia got in Jersey this weekend. But let's no. uh, before we get into that episode, we got to talk about season five, episode 12, Raging Corey, where we see like, have we seen this set before? Is this a new set too? this basketball setup? Uh, this is new. Tr- I think that we did see it earlier at one point, but or we've no, heard about them playing basketball, but I don't know that we've seen this. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. So I suppose we have to be led to believe that this is the side of their house. The we, I house. feel like we have seen no, because we've seen the front of their house because it's in like the opening credits of like. And there's you know. no like attached garage with a basketball right. court. Right. And so that is why I'm so confused. Like they got this high budget for like all these new sets. And yet it doesn't fit with any of the continuity of the show. Like season right. five, I really it doesn't think make sense. Seasons four and five are where they really just start to lose their minds in terms of continuity. <laughs> and it makes absolute right. zero sense. Right. I'm trying to figure out. I just want to see a floor plan of this house to try to wrap my head around I wonder if that exists. This. Can we Google well, like okay. Boy Meets World floor plan? So maybe. Let's Remember see. how Morgan got pushed in the car? Yes. And she was like, ah. Yeah. Maybe she got pushed through the driveway. So like what happens if we just never turn the camera around to see the other side of the backyard? Mm. And if you did, then it would be that basketball court and garage the thing is it just doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's part of the same house yeah can i tell you something very interesting that i just found yeah apparently there's an entire blog devoted to famous tv show floor plans we have Mm -hmm. carrie bradshaw's apartment we have dexter Mm -hmm. morgan's uh apartment we have the friends sure apartment there. Yeah, how I met your mother, okay. Gilmore Girls. Okay. I'm just and they specialize in apartments. Uh, it seems to be. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not seeing the Boy Meets World uh, one the on here. Boy Meets World. Maybe this is a job for me to do. Oh, that somebody, is. It is your specialty. As somebody that maybe this is like a Sims project. Oh, I did. I did just find an article. The Boy Meets World cast just called out. All the hilarious plot holes on the show. 
I don't know okay, what this is from. So what do we have? Oh, it's from uh oh, never mind. It's from a panel. Um they talk about yeah. the different siblings. Obviously Morgan is recast. Um well, they talk That's about, old news. Yeah, we already we already been new article. Um yeah. Let's see. Here we go. One of the incredibly confusing aspects of the Matthews house is where their yard is located. Corey often goes into the yard to get life advice. They wrote live advice. I can't even trust this article anymore. From the next door neighbor, Mr. Feeney. But it's unclear whether the yard is on the side of the house or the back of the house. Obviously, most yards are behind the house. But because Feeney shares a fence, it appears the yard is on the side of the house. It's all very confusing. Um, yeah. I yeah. got a, uh, a very nice rendering by Todd Thacker uh-huh. um, from Twitter. TT Hack 33 has drawn a floor plan of how uh, he thinks this goes. Interesting. And uh, he proposes that the so we have a side yard. We have the backyard. Now, he thinks that uh, basically... The side yard, which is next to Feeney's house, yeah. and the tree house is one thing. And then there's a backyard with oh. the driveway. Interesting. Okay. So apparently they also had this yard debate. Um, apparently Will Friedell is quoted as saying, well, first of all, can we all agree that the architecture of the house makes no sense? Um, because Ryder Strong brought up that the garage only seems to appear when it's needed for a story. Yeah. <laughs> Which okay, so makes Wilfredell is in the know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all been new. So anyway, um, we start off in this scene where like uh, we have um, Eric and Alan playing basketball, and they're doing the whole you know like oh you're gonna you're going down no you're going down that they do in sports, and um, and there's grunting and there's all of that stuff. So there's all this groaning and whooping and whatever. And then, of course, Corey comes up and he's like, oh, I'm next. I'm next. And apparently it's for the Matthews Championship, which is a yeah. pretty rude thing to say when he's. <laughs> it's not really the Matthews Championship when it's just between yeah. uh, Eric and Alan. That is not a championship. Like if it was the Matthews Championship, then I feel as though. Amy and Morgan and Corey would all be involved. Yeah. And it gets get worse. Get Fiend in this. Yeah. Get Feeney involved in the Matthews championship. So it gets worse because they finish off and then Alan says, oh, another game to Eric. But Eric's like, no, no, no. You know, whatever. We'll we'll do it tomorrow. New season starts tomorrow. And so then, you know, Corey wants to jump in and he says, OK. And he goes, no, I'm wiped. And it's like, well, you were just going to play with Eric. Like, you can't. That's not fair, you know, like you can't. That's not fair. It's not fair. And then he says that, well, you know, that was for the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I can see why Corey would be frustrated in this place. He really just wants to play basketball with his dad. He's been left out of this whole interaction. And Alan really has no interest in playing the old b-ball with his son. No, I mean, notably, Corey is super into sports, as evidenced by season one of the show, but we haven't heard right. a peep about it since. Um, So he wants to play with his dad, but Alan doesn't want to play. And then they kind of, like, wrestle over the ball a little bit because, like, Corey, like, throws it pretty aggressively at Alan. And so then when he goes to grab it, here's the thing. This is so overblown. <laughs> like, yeah. Because... 
It's one of those situations where they're both grabbing for the ball. Corey lets go. And because of just like the momentum, Alan falls on his ass, right? Like with the ball. Right. Right. Because it's in my opinion, he did not push Alan. Exactly. There was no shoving to be done. But I think that he felt like he did. And I think that if he just like let go, um, knowing that he was letting go, he knew that his dad was going to fall back. And then he it wasn't like, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me help you up. Yeah. So he I think that there was some intention for Alan to get hurt. Oh, yeah. Corey's like end. he's still at fault. Don't get me wrong. Like Corey is still at fault here. He's still like being childish here. But he did, certainly did not shove or hit Alan. Like, I feel like he insinuates later. Um, but then, of course, Amy asks, like, what's what's going on? And we get the Alan line of ask your son, which is ask like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. It is your son, too, Alan. Um, and Corey's like, I just wanted to play. It's just like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty baby. dramatic. But they are. He's a teenager. They are father and son sometimes these types of arguments happen Mm -hmm. so I feel as though it's kind of a realistic thing and I I mean like you were goody two shoes but sometimes there was like a row between my mom and I and you know a little a little fist action not really but you know no it's like times the tensions get high you know yeah like sometimes there's like um like a like a you you slam some mail on the table or something. Wow. You know, like some aggressive, aggressive mail slamming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so I think that it's realistic for this to be uh, an argument that they have. And uh, in that moment, like Corey knows that he did bad. He's embarrassed. He like runs away. Yeah. He's like I can't go home. Yeah. So then we're over at the boys' apartment. And um, we hear Jack just like we hear like a bunch of noise and then we just hear like Jack yelling. And then, of course, that's when Sean's like, oh, hey, by the way, the people above us let their bathtub overflow. And so don't poke at the big bubble on the ceiling. And of course, Jack does. And he is like soaked and also so gross to think if like it was dirty bath water that that is like all over him. And like how. okay, I've. If you've got had a leak before, yeah, it's possible that there's a bubble, but like the sheer volume of water that was on Jack is wild to me. And the fact that he says, my whole room's flooded and there's a half a bathtub hanging over my bed. This this apartment building seems extremely unsafe. Okay, it's definitely unsafe, <laughs> but you know it's one of those like very cheap apartment buildings yeah. that are through the school and the rent is like $500 a month and like the landlord never answers. I'm looking at pictures of bubbles on the ceiling, ceiling leaks. And there is some, there's some bad, bad stuff. Like I think that it is kind of possible. Really? I just Uh, feel like how would the paint be able to accumulate that much water? I mean, latex paint. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, and so like, yeah, so apparently there his the bathtub is hanging into his bed. So so Sean's solution is just like, oh, we'll stay in my room. It's just like, how is your first solution not to be like, oh, my gosh, let's call the landlord immediately. Like, you need to fix this. Maybe that's a given. Like, they have to. They have to call the landlord first. Oh, my God. Have you ever At had such point, a leak? Like, not like that big of a leak. But have you ever had a leak uh, where you had, like, bubbling? 
Mm, not, not quite. But were were we friends when um the ceiling fell down in my first apartment? No, you had moved when we became friends. You had like just moved. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So my first apartment ever. It was Halloween. And the ceiling above the stairs literally fell down. Oh my and gosh! Yeah, it was it was really really crazy, and we were of course afraid of water damage. And turns out it was not water damage; it was just like old plaster. Oh, um, that was a horror story. So, um, but in terms of a leak, maybe at my original house because we had, um. Popcorn ceilings or whatever? No, 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 no. We had uh, skylights, and the water always used to leak through the skylights. I've heard stuff about like that with skylights. Like it's hard to get the ceiling, (laughs) haha, the ceiling, S E A L I N G, the ceiling, (laughs) right on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Um. So yeah. So then they go into Sean's room, which like I feel like this shouldn't be surprised to anybody that like his room is a mess. Like he gives off like messy boy vibes. Yes, he is the biggest slob that I've ever seen, and I think that you can tell right away that Jack is a very tidy put together guy and this really appalled Jack it was really it was bad it was really really bad as somebody that it has in the past has been kind of like a messy room type person this was the the thing of horrors. Clothes it was everywhere. Gross. Yeah, food garbage, everywhere. Food. I love Jack saying, um, "Oh, so this is where the garbage chute goes down. Like this is where yeah. the garbage chute ends." And then, yeah. so then we get another continuity question, right? Where right. Jack says, "Oh, like a pig would never live in here," and Sean says, "Oh yeah." And so he pulls back the curtain, and there is a massive pig that is black. Now, here's the thing. He does later yeah. call this pig Little Cory, which is what he called that pink pig in that episode. Gosh, was it in season three or season four? Um, I think it was season three that they had that pig. So, like, I don't yeah, know, do, pink, do pigs change color over time? Um, I think that it is possible that pigs change color. I'm trying to think or find out and I'm looking at something mini pigs. Mini pigs change color. Oh, there you go. Um, Yeah. They say they can change color substantially between piglets to adulthood. Wow. Okay. So potentially this could be little Corey. Um, so interesting, fascinating. He's, I mean, where did little Corey, I don't even want to think about where the hell little Corey, what was little Corey doing all these years? You know what I mean? Little Corey was obviously having a great time at the trailer park because he's so grown up now. That's true. He was just eating all the Ritz crackers. Sean just leaves on his floor. Pigs will eat anything. Garbage. People used to get rid of bodies that way by just dumping a person's body into like a pig pit and the pigs would eat it. Oh, I didn't realize pigs were carnivores. I, I think that pigs are anything ores. I thought pigs liked apples and carrots. I'm, let's see, are pigs omnivores? Do you love pigs? People love pigs. It says they'll naturally eat both plants and small animals. So yeah, oh. they're both. Um, I think pigs are fine. I think they're cute. What I think is uncute is if you pick a small pig up and it makes that horrifying shrieking, like screaming noise. Not for me. Just not for me. But they're cute. They're fun. Yeah. I mean, 
respect the pig. If the pig doesn't want to get picked up, then uh, don't pick up the pig. Fair enough. They'd like to be on the ground. Ariana Grande had like two or three pigs as pets. Interesting. Like in the house? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What do they poop and pee? Are they potty trained? I think they're litter box trained. Litter box trained? How are you going to fit a pig in a litter box? A big litter box. <laughs> It has to be the size of a dog crate. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Ask Ariana Grande. Yeah, I'll just have my people call her people right now. Um, (laughs) And so Corey comes in and he says, oh, I need your couch. I got into a fight with my dad. I knocked him down is what he says. Right. Um, And he like he goes on and on. and He says, you know, I just want to I wanted him to play basketball with me like he does with Eric. Um, And uh and I love I love this whole conversation where he's like, now does he have to leave the house in shame? Do you get his women? <laughs> it's like, what is Sean talking about? Sean is, is like a some, reference to something. Uh, it must just be like old school, like caveman style. You know, you hit him right. down, you take his women, you eat his food. Um, right. And Corey yeah. is just whining like he does all these things with Eric. Why does he not do it with me? Yeah. Well, he's afraid um, you're going to hit him again. <laughs> Yeah, Sean is really, like, in the mood today to yeah. make some jokes. Um, and he says, Eric has such a good relationship with our um, our dad. They go skiing together. They go camping together. I even heard that they're planning on jumping out of a plane together. All we do is talk. Yeah, and I, um, I like Sean's point here where he says, you have a great relationship with your dad. Like... You know, like, I don't know why you're complaining. And like to that, I say, yeah, Corey, you do. Like, I, I don't I think-, think that's the fact that he's complaining about his relationship with his dad, with Sean and with uh, Jack, who yeah. have horrible. They don't have horrible relationships with their dad, but they get leaps and bounds of Alan more so than they yeah. than Sean gets of Chet. Yeah. And I think the other thing here is like, I don't necessarily subscribe to Corey's philosophy where like you have to be able to do everything with your father like if you don't like basketball why are you why would you want to play it with your dad if he likes basketball and wants to play with Eric and Eric also enjoys basketball like well I guess we're find other commonalities besides basketball I think it's less so that bas- it's not basketball specific it's the no fact but it's that- like it's sporty things right like it's, it's all like mm. physical stuff versus just talking I think I think it's more so doing things. Um, oh, activities. I think it's more so, uh, what's the love language? Quality time. Well, he spends so quality than... time with Alan, we find out later at that museum or whatever. But they're always doing stuff while they're share- they're creating memories together while Corey and Alan are always talking. Just talking? Yeah. So he says, I'm not going to go through the rest of my life as the guy my father talked to. Um, and yeah, so he wants to create more memories. He's like, you have tons of memories with your dad. Like the time you beat him up. <laughs> You're going to talk yeah, about that yeah. for years. Sean's really in like rare form. This, yeah. This episode. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. I just don't, I still don't necessarily agree with Corey's philosophy on like what a parent child, again, also always focused on Alan, but whatever, um, relationship is like supposed to look like, but this is one of my favorite like Feeny moments. I don't know. It cracked me up so much that like so we we are in like the middle of the night um, or excuse me. It's like, you know, 3 a.m. whatever time. And Feeny comes over to the Matthews house and he is so bothered because he saw what happened or he knows what happened between Alan and Corey. And he's like, 
I stood there. I waited. I waited for you. I waited for Corey. Nobody came over. And he's just like, he's so upset because he's so used to being involved in the Matthews lives. He probably heard it through the bug that he's planted in their house that right. this happened. It's game really hard for Feeney. The Matthews don't need him as much as they used to. They're not I going know. to him as much as they need to. Eric's not home as much. So Feeney's world is getting rocked. What is he going to do when he's not needed? And I think that that might be why he was in such a piss-ass mood in the next episode. Yeah, it's yeah. He just has not like they don't need him as much and he's getting so annoyed. And um, and he's like, something like this happens, somebody should come over. I mean, he knocked you on your keister, man. <laughs> um, and so he finally just like invites Feeney in. Uh, he's like, I'm going to make a snack. Help yourself. And so Feeney just like starts making himself a sandwich. Um, and Alan tries to tell Feeney that like, you know what? The boys might ask for your help, but I am a capable adult. I can handle this on my own. Um, and Feeney, I think Feeney knows, right? Feeney knows just to like give it a beat, give it a moment. Cause he's just like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, everybody's going to open up to Feeney yeah. in time. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I intruded on your privacy. And then, of course, Alan's like, he pushed me down, which, Alan, he didn't push you. <laughs> I think that he, fe- he feels pushed. He feels pushed. Yeah, he feels pushed. I think that he thinks that this was an aggressive attack from young Corey yeah. Matthews. Uh, my own son pushed me down. Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound like Corey, does it? And um, apparently it, it, he's kind of trying to figure out, like, what's going on with Corey. Corey normally, if he has a problem, he normally goes to Alan and talks to him. But he's not doing that. Talking is the basis of our relationship. And Feeney says maybe that's what's bothering him. How would Feeney know that? He must have the um, the Eric, Jack, Sean apartment bugged as well. He, yeah. This seems like a very quick solution from A to B to figure out what's going on here. Either that or the only other thing I can think of is Feeney has either cameras hidden or bugs like in the basketball hoop or something. Yeah. And so he's Absolutely. monitoring the entire situation from his security setup at his house. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is such an obvious solution here. You should be realizing that all Corey wants is to be able to do some of the stuff you do with Eric with him. Easy yeah. solution. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. So then Feeney is just like, okay, but don't keep me up all night next time. Like, it's fine, but, like, I need my sleep. <laughs> yeah, what, what's Feeney's game here? He's just, he's like, I need to give you advice or else I feel unsettled, but don't make me wait all night. Like, next time, just come to me earlier. Yeah. Um, this is so funny to me. I don't know why that I, this made me so like laugh so hard. Like this is probably one of the most enjoyable moments for the, of this entire episode for me is like he's the Feeney Allen stuff. Yeah. He's desperate. He's desperate to help. Yeah. Uh, anybody. Yeah. He needs, I think that what he needs across the street or on the other side of his house, I think he needs a new young family to move in so that he could focus on like the Stevens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, but no, Feeney has spent, has dedicated so much time to the Matthews, he can't quit at this point. 
So back to Jack and Sean. They're trying to get along in Sean's bedroom. Sean apparently uh, only sleeps with the lights on because their yeah. trailer park was okay. right on next to an off ramp. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Very good. First and foremost, the fact that we get wooing, inappropriate wooing. Oh, we, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Jack and yeah. Sean in the bed together. Woo! Why? I don't know. Why? It's just two brothers sleeping in the bed together because they have to. And it's, I think we're going to get to the point where it's like anytime, is it Jack comes on or is Jack's it Jack's on? They have to get, I they have to woo Jack. I, I don't want to woo Jack. Woo! I don't want to woo Jack. Yeah. But yeah, so this is this. You're talking about like what your favorite part of the episode was like the Feeny part. My favorite part of the episode was all of Sean's unique sleep habits. Yeah. Number one, he has to sleep with the lights on. Yeah. Number two, he needs to have he has a CD that he listens to to help him fall asleep, which is Sounds of the Trailer Park, which first yeah. starts <laughs> off as like crickets, which is not that bad. I mean, I think that any simple... You, any simple sound machine could yeah. have like forest sounds or whatever and then it turns bad where it's like honking and some lady yelling at yeah, her shut husband. up shut up drop the weapon uh, and come out so yeah it gets it gets crazy yeah in the in, in the bedroom yeah yeah but, but not not, in, not in the woohoo way not in the woo way yeah yeah and i love sean being like listen i wouldn't have asked you here if you were going to be so weird about this whole thing and jack is just like um you're the weird one like uh you know trucks that deliver the milk don't put me to sleep just like a glass of milk puts me to sleep which is disgusting is we've talked disgusting about this thing. before I mean, i don't yeah. know why a glass of warm milk was such a 90s thing i don't either yeah it's it's a scam ugh. i don't think i don't think that like millennials are giving their children glasses of warm milk to yeah. uh, fall asleep and so then, and they then get it in, gets nasty they get, then this like, conversation gets very nasty very quickly yeah um because jack says well i was raised in an actual house which is like a slight against you know sean's entire upbringing in the well, trailer we park we're not jack because we were just talking about a couple yeah. of episodes that you grew up in an apartment too yeah so suck it jack uh and so then they get into <laughs> this whole like i don't know boy wrestly thing um, the just you know normal wrestling boy behavior, I guess. Brothers, a, brother, brotherly love of wrestle. I don't know. I guess sibling. We should say sibling wrestling match is more like it. Sure, it's fine. Um, not in the same way. Um, not the woo. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the woo way. What were we watching? Where? The the siblings wrestled and they were like, wait, this is really creepy. Oh, was oh, it friends? friends? It was the Friends episode. Yeah, no, that was Friends. Not like that. Not like that Not at like all. That. Nope. Like a Monica and how a Monica and Ross. Yes, wrestle. exactly. Um, so they wake up Corey the next day. Um, and uh, yeah, Topanga, Topanga's there, and he says, "I hit my father. That's got to be a bad sin. If this were the Bible, I'd be a father smiter. Um, I'd be <laughs> Corey, son of Hardly. Alan the Bruised." <laughs> 
<laughs> hardly, hardly. I, I mean, I think that I don't think that Alan was bruised in the process. I mean, he may have hurt if his he, butt a little bit. Okay, if he was like Feeny's age, I would be worried about like hip breaking oh and God, things so like that. I'm not. People break their hips all the time. Oh my gosh. But no, he just fell on his butt a little. Maybe his butt's a little sore. It's fine. Unless he hit his his tailbone, which is actually the most painful thing in the world. One time I was, uh, I slipped on ice and I hurt my tailbone. And I couldn't walk straight for like a month. Yeah, I believe that. Your tailbone is a very tough thing to hurt because you can't really do anything about it. It's, you know. Um, so Topanga says, listen, like you have a great relationship with him. Like, come on, go home, talk it out. And he says, no, I want to do stuff. I don't want to talk to him. I want to do stuff. And then Alan and Eric bust into the apartment and they're just like, come on, you're coming with us. And next thing we see is them literally in a plane about to parachute out. And here is the thing. Okay, I know we're supposed to suspend our disbelief. But like, first of all, there's no way that you could just automatically just get up in a plane. No, there's like training required. No, there's yeah, there's training. And you would have to do like an assisted jump like you couldn't your first jump you can't do by yourself like you have to have a person strapped onto you you ever jump out of a plane no I just don't feel the need to do that like I'm I'm too scared to I'm not like afraid of heights I just know things could go wrong and I could end up in like a lake or like in a tree or like I don't know hitting a car bungee jumping would you bungee jump more likely I would do that, but it still isn't on my list of things I want to do. Yeah, because I'm tied to something and I could see where things are. There's not right. like a learning curve of like you got to aim at shit, you know? Right. Yeah. I just I I think like if you were jumping with somebody, they you also have to put your faith in their hands that they're going to like pull the thing and guide you right um it, it's terrifying yeah so he they have this conversation they, sh- um, they shout at each other this entire time the, yeah yeah um you know all i wanted was for us to do fun things like you and eric do um and then we get the realization that like eric feels as though he doesn't have like good conversations with alan yeah yeah, he like uh, he says, dad just doesn't look at you as much of an action adventure, guys. He looks at me, Corey. But like, yeah, then he then Eric has this realization that like, you know what? I want to I want to I want to talk like I'm sad because um, Alan because Alan does say to Corey, he's like, I love it when we talk. I enjoy your opinions and your views on things. I wouldn't trade anything with being able to talk to you about right. stuff. And so Eric then wants to talk politics with his dad. <laughs> That's so poor Eric. And so they all end up like, so Corey jumps first. And then I think it's like, I don't remember if it's Alan or Eric first, but then they all, everybody ends up having to jump out. And it's like, I love Eric not knowing the word deploy. What do you mean by deploy? <laughs> like, yeah. oh my well, God. Alan jumps out to avoid having to talk to his son. It's so mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which Eric caught on to right away. Yeah. He says, from this moment on, you had to start listening to my views on philosophy, politics, and what makes the universe go around. And so then he just jumps out because he doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't want to talk. And so then he's like, you jumped out of a plane rather than talk to me. And he's like, no, you're exaggerating. He's like, 
you hit the ground and started running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan's like really out of the fatherhood game this episode. He's like, I, you know what? Like, is having three kids a good idea? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I'm ready to be an empty nest. Yeah, because That's then Alan's there's this whole basketball situation again. Like, stop playing basketball. Yeah, so now he gets pushed down by Eric in the basketball. Because he wants to talk to him. And so it's this whole thing of like, you know what? I'm I'm done with this. Like, this is enough. Enough is enough here. Um, and then um, of course, we have to go back to Jack and Sean and deal with their shenanigans, where Jack is just like completely done with Sean and like the, his living quarters and how weird he is because he both sleeps and snores in his sleep. Or excuse mm-hmm. me, he talks and he snores in his sleep. Right. Which we got to listen time? to a little bit. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, he played yeah. it. And it was wild. He's just like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the market to pick up some eggs. <laughs> just like, um, and so Sean is very upset because he taped over his precious sounds of the trailer park. Tape. I think that that was kind of messed up. I do, too. That's his home. That's where he's from. Like, I feel like that's very rude. Right. Yeah. Um, so but Jack's like, you can just go to the car wash and buy a new one. And Sean says, I don't own a car. And if I did, Jack, I would have the pride to wash it myself. You hoity-toity, stuck-up, middle-class snot. So I feel like Jack is probably going to get more offended by the fact that Sean called him middle class more so than hoity-toity and stuck-up. He's like, no, I'm upper middle class. (laughs) You're you're so right. He's like, actually. Um, Jack has big actually energy. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then uh, Sean says, "You know, you're a guest. This is my room," and he's like, "You're upsetting my pig." Um, and it's just like, yeah. So then right, they because Jack starts cleaning up his room. Yeah, and he doesn't want which, him to clean it up. Okay, I think I think that okay. <laughs> Jack does pay the rent. Now we can't forget that. Also, the room is disgusting. It is. Sean should clean his room. Um, and Jack doesn't shouldn't have to tell Sean to clean his room because Jack is not Sean's father or babysitter or nanny or anything like that. And also, if you're allowing Jack to sleep in your room, then like, wouldn't you want to clean it up for Jack so that like you don't look like a gross? I don't think that's how Sean lives his life, though. Okay. Like, well, then if that's the case, then d- does Jack have any right aside for the fact that he pays for? Uh, Sean to live there to tell him how he has I think his room. if he's paying and he I think he could at least be like hey for the few nights I have to sleep in your room can you like clean it up or let me clean it up he looks like he's gonna clean it up himself <laughs> clean up the clothes no yes definitely clean up the clothes clean up the garbage and the food the food That's is gonna bring in mice and ants and roaches roaches yeah yeah so yeah. Um, Sean has to bare minimum clean up the food. He does. He does have to clean up the food. But then and, like, what will little Corey eat? to one corner. Yeah. He needs, someone needs to get that guy a laundry basket that he won't use. Do you think Jack did not know there was a pig living in his apartment? I think for the that last, he is like, so scared to ever go into Sean's room that he didn't know. And how dirty do you think Eric's room is? Ew. I don't want to think about it. Although it might be clean if he's trying to get with girls. 
Right. Yeah, that's what that's the hope is like. I can't imagine Angela going into Sean's room. And I feel like like this is okay. Having lived in the same room as Corey his whole life, maybe he picked up some of Corey's like cleaning skills. Corey is very tidy. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if he's picked up some of that. Very tidy. Yeah. That's one thing to say. Like when Eric and Corey lived together in the same room, their room is never messy. Well, I also think I think that's on Corey and Amy. I don't think that. Well, like like Corey's just like picking up after Eric. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, even Topanga is probably a neurotic cleaner, so... You're so right. She is. Yeah, 100% she is. Yeah, their their dull apartment is, like, the cleanliness, the <laughs> cleanest ever. It's like, and they're, like, from... They're the type of uh, parents that from age, like, one and a half, they got their children, like, the little... Um, toy Dyson and they're like okay this go is how clean. and like the go vacuum and then like the little yeah. duster like time to dust I don't understand the point of a toy vacuum get them a real vacuum put them to work you know what I mean <laughs> I don't I'm not sure the, the Dyson might actually clean if I mean they're expensive AF so let's hope so um so we get Corey going into Eric's apartment and we have Eric asking, have any middle-aged men been admitted to this afternoon with basketball injuries? And he's like, how did you find me? He's like, you live here. <laughs> um, and so then, of course, we have the same situation here where Eric is freaking out um, instead of uh, Corey. And he's like, listen, dad's fine. You know, it's don't worry about it. And Eric yeah. is really upset. He says, all we ever do is pal around. It's not like the relationship you have with dad. I want to talk to him. Um, he's like, all we talk about is like, I think these are basketball things or baseball. I don't know. Sixers and the Flyers. Who the fuck knows who they are? <laughs> not me. I just want to say that for $30, you can buy a toy, a toy Dyson. Why are you looking for free? vacuum and it actually has suction so if you don't want to spend four hundred dollars yeah, but it's probably a piece of shit for forty dollars and it's tiny it's really small oh but gosh. if you are really on a budget and have a studio apartment just buy yourself the toy dyson, dyson sponsor us please thank you i yeah, have, I have one of your products actually i do have a vacuum by you yeah um, I don't really love it that much, but that's okay. You don't need to know that. Just the comments I'm, on how you get sponsors. All right, I love it so much. It's the best vacuum I've ever owned. How's that? Thank you. Um, okay. Anyway, back to the important stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, he says that it's time that Alan learns who the real Eric is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy that he has a new identity, Dr. Abraham Shapiro of Passaic, New Jersey, who is a cardiologist. Yeah. Um, who You're stealing identities. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he they need to um, figure out who the real Eric is. And is this when we bring Eric to the museum? Uh, yeah, they go. Well, that's later. That's like towards the very, very end of the episode. How long is this episode? It's for fucking ever because then we get Jack <laughs> and Sean just like wrestling, talking about silver spoons. So uh, say uncle, say uncle. I don't know who my uncle is, yeah, but his name is Dave. His name is Dave. <laughs> and then I think that they have the realization like at like 
they're they're happy and lucky that they finally have a brother that they can have these arguments with and wrestle with yeah and they wish that they knew each other all those years prior so that like we've could have been wrestling for years yeah yeah we got uncle dave in the box business ah! um <laughs> and then of course we have to have alan amy come out and talk sense into alan because she knows what's happening here um, he says, what am I doing wrong? It's like, Alan, you just had this conversation with Feeney. Can you not figure anything out on your own? He can't remember. He can't remember. He's like, I already then- forgot because I got knocked down. I must have bumped my head. <laughs> so Amy breaks it down. We have uh, a son and a daughter. And then Alan's like, wait a minute. We have two sons. And Amy's like, exactly. So we have to give equal amount of attention to all of our children. Um, you have two sons that want to play basketball with you and talk to you. So, uh, you know, give them equal amounts. And isn't it nice that we have boys that are able to articulate that to us? Do they do they have boys that are able to articulate to it? Because like last time I checked, they keep pushing Alan down with the basketball. <laughs> they're not using their words. They're using their hands. Yeah. So I don't really think that they're doing a very good job yeah. of articulating how they feel. But that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and Alan's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I am a shitty father, so I better fix this. Yeah, what a fucking weird episode. So then they decide that they're they're going to bring uh, Eric and Corey are going to go to the museum with Alan. Because apparently this is something that Alan and Corey have done often. Never. This Never. is bullshit. I call no. bullshit Why would on Corey this. have any interest in going to the museum? This is nonsense. What are you talking about? Yeah, and so then they say that they what they do when they go there is you pick out a piece and you try to right. guess what the artist is trying to say. This, okay. does, this seems like something maybe Topanga would like to do, but yes. never Alan and Corey. Yeah, maybe exactly. Maybe even this seems like a Topanga Amy situation. Yeah, so exactly. Or like this, it's a, like a Topanga situation that she like forces Corey into. Yes, this right? too, this too, yes. Um, so, and he claims like he did this on a school field trip, which, yes, sure. that is a definitely yeah. a school field trip activity. And he just loved it so much. So now they go together and they pick out this sculpture that's kind of like a metal work. It has uh, steel and like a ball. And it's they're like, okay, looking, Eric. Yeah, it's abstract. Like, Go try this out. Like, what do you think this means? And he's like, monkeys. And the boys um, are like, oh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. We shouldn't have done this. Yeah. And he he kind of goes into this whole thing about how, like, there's a two brother monkeys and then a father monkey. And the father monkey has a coconut and splits it for the two boys monkeys. But it's not enough for both the son monkeys. Um, and basically he's projecting what's going on, uh, to them. And he goes, um, what else do you want to talk about, father? I know all about art. I took one art history class and now I know everything. Yeah. This is such bullshit also that suddenly Eric is just like a master at art. Like they had one semester in college so far, Eric. They just love to make shit up on this show sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Like you can say anything. Like, yeah. oh yeah, like one time I I went to the Bahamas and I sold seashells down there. Yeah. And no, this is their honeymoon. Never mind. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is, this this is ridiculous. And uh and then of course Corey looks at the sign and it actually does say like monkeys fighting over coconut. So okay, so like Eric's an idiot savant. Right. So do you think that like he is this saying like 
Eric has seen the sculpture before and knew it. Or are we saying like he's an idiot savant, like he doesn't know what he's talking about, but actually he does. Uh, so this is, I think this is Eric like mistakenly getting the right answer. Okay, so he's an idiot savant. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's where I fall on this, I think. All right. So good for good for Eric. Yeah. And so then we get like the final scene where like Morgan sees Alan taking down the basketball hoop. He says, no good can come from this. And he says, hey, Morgan, we have a good relationship, right? And she goes, I guess so. Uh, we could talk, right? Yeah. And we have fun, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. Morgan gives no fuck. She, uh, she is like, Alan, I don't give a fuck what you do. Like, let me have my fucking space to just yeah. She's like, what the I reason want. why we work, Alan, is because I do me and you do you. And we spend no time with each other. And that's why we cool. Yeah. I think Morgan is just like, I'm my own person. I don't rely yeah. on you like Eric and Corey do because I'm a boss yeah. ass bitch who just wants to it, do what I want. But, exactly. But also, mom is my bitch and she brings me to all of my clubs <laughs> and does. all of my <laughs> dance practices and she is shopping for me all the time. So mom's my bitch and I can do whatever I want and you just pay the daddy bills. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um so overall I would say like not my favorite episode. Like <laughs> this episode is trash. It's just trash. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. None of this really tracks. Like the only stuff that and was it redeeming dragged. I think it's it dragged. It felt like forever. Because I thought I the whole thing was just gonna so be so much back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, that that's that what it, it was. Felt like it feels like a 40 minute episode in a 22 minute body yeah it's not great it's not great bob um but we're gonna get into all things the eskimo after we take a quick break for our sponsors we will be right back all right let's get into season five episode 13 the um this was such a another really strange episode i didn't remember this at you don't all. remember this episode? I remember I... Feeny getting mad. But like what? the actual like you don't billboard remember thing? the billboard stuff? No. Oh my gosh. Nope. I feel like this is so like memorable. Yeah. They must have played this a billion times on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did not remember this. So we start out in Feeny's class and he's like handing out their papers back with grades on them. And apparently he did not get one from Sean. And of course, th and this is consistent with Corey's character. He jumps in. He says, oh, Sean and I think so much alike. We were going to write one paper. And Feeny, yeah. I love this move from Feeny, rips it in half. And he says, oh, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, great. Um, that's going to give you a D and you a D. And Corey is obviously it's really half upset. Is B a D? Oh, God. I, you know I can't math. I don't know. You know, it probably, I think that's actually accurate. I feel like that makes half sense. A, half an A is probably a C. Yeah. So, so I guess that's true. So obviously Sean is getting a great end of the deal because he didn't do anything and he's going to well, get a D. Okay, do, I, I mean, did you think that they didn't really collaborate on it? I thought like for a second that they did, but then. Oh, my God. They, no, 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 no. Okay. So Eric, Sean did so shit. Sean just he did really didn't hand in the paper yeah so Corey was gonna straight up get a b for this he was it's not that great of a grade Corey. like i feel like you should be like racking in the b pluses well at least i think i think you can i mean here's the thing Corey to me seems like a b student anyway but Corey he also Matthew should be getting 89s right but I, I that's if he's trying if he's not trying he's getting more like 79s or 80s and the thing is is Corey points out we're now in the middle of our senior year 
And so at this point, he has senioritis. He's not giving, he's not trying at all is the way I looked at it. Like he's probably not even trying to get a B at this point. You is know? there any truth to if you apply to a college and get in somewhere um, and start like slacking off in the last two semesters? Like, is it true that they can take away your... I think they can. Uh, your, they can retract I mean, I imagine that's the case because, like, think if you got, like, arrested or did some, you know what I mean? Like, they could take well, away. that. But, like, who's giving them these updates? Oh, the guidance counselors. The guidance counselors. Oh, if the they're guidance real dicks. counselors. They're not on our side, no. are they? <laughs> I oh, mean, no. I would hope they are, but yeah. I just got that realization. I was like, who's the narc that tells on you? It's Is the it the counselor. fucking guidance counselors? Yeah. Are you kidding me? How yeah. dare you? Yep. And then, um, and then, right. And so then uh, Feeney says, because Corey's like, oh, come on. It's the middle of our senior year. Why are you so tough on us? So Feeney's like, great. Make it two Fs instead. And so Topanga, of course, has to speak up because she always speaks up for Corey. She's like um, Hermione. She she really is. And I love Feeney. She's like, no, don't fail them. And Feeney being like, ah, the third musketeer chimes in. Yes. <laughs> Topanga says an F follows you around for the rest of your life. Guess what, Topanga? It does. I'm 32 years old and nobody's counting my Fs when yeah. I was in school. Take that, Topanga. And yeah, then we find out. plenty of Fs, but nobody knows. No, Well, now everybody knows that you just told on this well, podcast. But, you know, yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Um, and then, so, right. So then we find out that Sean hasn't sent in any college applications. And Ooh, that's a bad. Mid-senior year. That's a B. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. I mean... Mm, so I think like we can suspect that maybe we're in like January right now. Yeah. He still has a few months to get his shit together. He has um, a little bit of time. Few, I mean, like maybe he has like a month and a half. Like you should really get everything in by March. Yeah. I mean, um, like if he's going to community college, it's probably not a huge deal. But like if he's going to like what a, he thinks that he's going college. wherever Corey's going. Yeah. Corey did all the work. Corey filled out. All of his college applications. Wild. All he had to do was submit it. I am sure that Corey's even fronting the bills. Oh, for sure. For the college applications. Yeah. And he did not care enough to go to the guidance counselor and submit the documents. Well, I think Sean's point is, even if I get in, I can't afford it. So why am I doing this? Like, why am I going to bother? He's not going to get a scholarship. He could probably get... Some financial aid. He could get financial aid, aid but, but he... But you know he's not calling up Miss Sally May and asking for financial exactly. aid. Exactly. And so he's all pissed off. And he says, you know what? There's so much standing in my way. Why are we doing all these assignments? They're just busy work. What is there left to learn? And I love Corey again stepping in for Sean and saying, oh, he just means we've been here for years. You know, you've taught us everything. You can't teach us anything else. And Feeney this entire time is just glaring at that yeah, he's getting more and more pissed off at he's, what's saying yeah um and i think that sean and Corey at this moment knows that they're fucked because they're like he's gonna blow he's gonna lose it this is the moment that we've all been waiting for yeah and he tells the rest of the class to leave and he keeps the three of them there yeah and they know. They know they're fucked. And Topanga is like, is begging, like, just give them a makeup assignment, like, please. Um, and he calls Topanga a little control freak. Which, yeah. Um, 
And he goes, you know, like, so you think just because you sent in your college applications, there's nothing I can teach you from now on. Um, And then he 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 basically tells Topanga to be quiet. Yeah. And she's like, you yelled at me, but I'm Topanga. But I'm Topanga. Uh, yeah. And so he says, uh, he tells Sean that he wants the assignment brought to his house by five o'clock this afternoon. And Sean says, it's impossible. And then Feeney goes to the board and writes the word impossible in the wordest, <laughs> worst handwriting I've ever seen in my fucking entire life. Like it was atrocious looking, but Why whatever. Is he writing the word impossible. Because this is what teachers do when they want to like emphasize shit. They're like, if He's I like, write this on the board, it will get yeah. into their stupid skulls. He's like, this is the word impossible. Now this is sixth grade spelling. Yeah, this is how you spell this word. And so he says, here's your new assignment. Because uh, Sean says, oh, it's, you know, this is so ridiculous. Why doesn't he ask me to go get tickets to the Super Bowl? And so then Feeney says, great, here's your new assignment. You have to go get two tickets to the Super Bowl by the end of the week. And uh, and then Corey says, oh, come on. And then Feeney yells at him, too. And he says, you yelled at me, but I'm Topanga. <laughs> Yeah, in the same in the same inflation that Topanga did, which was very good. It was a good little bit. Yeah. Um. So, and then Topanga once again has to butt in, Mister Feeney. Why are you so upset? And Feeney gives her an assignment, but out of other people's lives for one week. Otherwise, you get an F. And Topanga says, "But I've never failed before." Yeah. And Feeney says, "There's a first time for everything." And Corey says, "That argument doesn't work. Get you anywhere with yeah. it." Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh, spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Um, getting a little glimpse into their uh, their private life. Yeah. Um. And then Matt, um, uh, Corey's assignment is. Uh, their success is your success. So if either one yeah. of them fails, you also fail. And right. so everybody's all upset about this. Um, yeah, it's getting really ridiculous. This, this is, is probably so like Feeney's most unhinged assignment yet. Oh, for sure. This is ridiculous. Like Super Bowl tickets are impossible to get. So I don't understand how this, especially in January when the Super Bowl is in February. Give yeah. me a break. It might even be February. Oh, no, wait, it's February because we end the episode with them at the Super Bowl. So, um, right. Yeah, and so then we're on Jack and Eric's beautiful balcony, which we've heard so much about. Oh, my gosh. Like, I really, I really love their balcony. Yeah, and this whole plot line is fucking stupid. The whole process of this whole episode is basically Jack and Eric are going to have a double date. And apparently Eric is saying what he did last night. And really all he did was he ate alone at Taco Bell, came home, took off his clothes, and was asleep by eight. Um, and they're both like, oh, it's not either of us. It has to be them. It's all of them. Um, so they said they need to find girls that are more compatible with them. Um, this whole thing was so dumb. So, so dumb. But I don't know. Uh, at least they're trying to find girls where they know their names. I guess that's the only props they can give them. Yeah. Yep. I suppose. Um, so meanwhile, back in the Matthews kitchen, <laughs> Topanga's trying her best to not butt in, but Corey and Sean are fucking morons and just keep talking about how hard it is to get Super Bowl tickets when on the radio, it says like, 10 Super Bowl tickets left to call in and win, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying to point out to them, but apparently like Sean has come up with like, Four theories on how to get Super Bowl tickets, one of which is um, 
I like going back in time to where Super Bowl tickets weren't that expensive, which is not a good idea. Yeah, not a good idea. So, yeah, Topanga's trying to interfere. She's showing Corey um, a bowl of soup or a, a can of soup and a bowl and trying to be like Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And he's like, oh, if I had to choose, I guess I'll choose the soup. Oh, so and stupid. finally, they hear the radio and they call in. And th- this is very specific wording. They say, the the radio guy says, "Call in to win a chance to go to the Super Bowl." That is very tricky wording. Yeah, because you're not gonna win the tickets. Instead, what ends up happening is Sean gets on the air, but then he finds out he has to do something. And yeah, yeah so they have to be basically. There's like this huge billboard. Um, yes, and uh, and this is for this news station or this excuse me, this radio station. And they're in downtown Philly. It's like 16 degrees. And mm-hmm. there's people up on the billboard that right. are trying to win. This seems like right. insanely dangerous also. It's, it's very dangerous. A, the fact that they're out in these like subterranean temperatures. B, yeah. because they're up high without any sort of harness or anything. The lack of harnesses is very concerning. Yeah, the fact that, like, people can just, like, come and go, like, they're not part of the contest. Yeah, you hear some um, random guy yelling at them to jump. <laughs> who's that guy? What's so your problem? What the what fuck are you? you? Yeah, so they have to stay up there on the billboard as long as they possibly can. The last person to leave wins the Super Bowl tickets. I feel like it's, a pr- it's like, an endurance test, but you can sit down. Like, I feel like it's not that hard. You just have to, like, you're just... It's I just a, think it's really cold. Freezing. Yeah. You're freezing, so that's the thing. Um, so we get Corey... To go up there and bring Sean hot chocolate, which in my opinion, I feel like should disqualify You would Sean. think it would. I had the same exact thought that, like, this feels not allowed. Especially because, like, everybody doesn't get hot chocolate. And, like, the fact that, like, yeah. Corey's going up there and he's not part of the contest. Like, I don't really agree with this. Yeah. And Sean takes the hot chocolate and then mocks one of the other guys. And the other guy decides to quit. And he's like, I don't even like football. This is not worth it. Um, And then Sean's like... um. He's like, you know what? Like, I can't win this. And Corey's trying to be encouraging. He's like, no, I really can't win this. And the camera pans to, um, I guess, an, a, a self-proclaimed in a blue parka who is having the time of his life. He's there on vacation and he's eating an ice cream cone. Now, is um just so I'm pol- that I'm uh, I think it's Inuit, I think is the term that n- I think like obviously back in the 90s, things were different. Yeah, he's from he's from the Inuit community, I guess we could say we're trying to be very careful, everyone. So apologies from us if we're not getting the vernacular correct here. Right. So let's just go forward and call him a gentleman. Yeah, the gentleman in the puffy, the, the puffy the jacket, puffy which, to be yes. honest, I kind of wanted that jacket because it had like the fur lined hood yeah. and it just looked it was so like a Canadian cozy. goose jacket. Yeah. yeah. Very cozy. Yeah. He was having a great time. He was up there. And he was singing. He was eating an ice cream. They, the song on the radio was um, I Am Warm and You Are Cold. And it was like a song for like some sort of vacation. Um, it was adorable. And, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, lo- we loved the song at the very least. And then Sean decides that this is impossible and he's going to quit. And um, 
Corey says, but he knew that. And then that's when, like, they go back to Feeney's class and they were like, oh, Mr. Feeney, this is another Feeney con. We know what you're up to. You knew it was impossible to do all these tasks. And you wanted to show us that, like, at least we need to try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so this is this is very funny. Um. <laughs> Feeney's like, oh, you got the Super Bowl tickets? And he's like, this wasn't about those Super Bowl tickets. And Topanga's like, I didn't even help them. Um, yeah. And uh, and so Feeney is just like, well, where are the Super Bowl tickets? And Corey's like, oh, that's a good one. He's like, you know, we don't have any tickets. And Feeney interrupts and he says, all you have to do was stay out of it, Miss Lawrence. And then he turns to Corey and he says, all you have to do was help them succeed. That was the assignment. Now, where are the tickets? And Sean says, like, I, I tried. And they're like, we know that's what you wanted. And Feeney is just like, you have no idea what I want. Get the tickets or fail. And then, of course, Topanga speaks up and he says, stay out of it or fail. And then, of course, Corey says something and he says, help them both or fail. And then he leaves. And this is like. Unhinged. He is he's going losing his mind. What is wrong with Beanie? And, and what, or what does he expect to do with the, with the Super Bowl tickets? And I don't even know, like, really what the end goal is here. I got to be honest. I don't understand it either. This is one of those moments where I feel like the Feeney, like. The Feeney moral of the story is so unclear. And even at the end, it doesn't make a ton of sense. It yeah. feels like he's like, yeah, see, that's exactly what the lesson was. Even though he has no fucking idea what the lesson is. <laughs> like, do you think that he's just like playing it as it goes? Like, yeah, like, of course, that's what I meant. I feel like he's just having a bad fucking day. Yeah, you know what I do mean? you think that he really wanted to go to the Super Bowl or he just wanted to see them squirm? Really? I think he just wanted them to suffer because he's so fucking yeah. tired of their bullshit. I just feel yeah. like he's had enough. I mean, how many years does he have to put up with this? You know, like he's had enough of Topanga Countless. trying to butt in. He's had enough of Corey trying to cover for Sean. And he's certainly yeah. had enough of Sean's bullshit, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so then we're back at Sean, um, Eric and Jack's apartment. Jack is on the couch doing homework, um, and Eric enters and apparently they have dates coming, but Jack has to study and Eric's like, you know what? Like we have to like meet girls that like we've like are different than us so that we can get out of our shells and, um, but now let's just like find people that we're like compatible with. Um, so let's just like skip ahead a little bit. These two girls, Jill and Carol, come in. Jill is exactly like Jack. Carol's exactly like Eric. Right. They have the same exact interests, and they're intending on going on this date where Jack is going with the girl he's not a lot alike. And same thing for um, Eric. And then like the boys are like wait a minute, like, you're exactly like her and I'm exactly like this one and let's switch. Um, yeah. And it is, a that is a bad idea. Like, you can't switch dates. You can't do it. No, and, like, it's, I mean, it makes sense when the girls say later, like, I don't want someone who's like me. Like, I need a balance, right? Like, I think, yes. I think there's a fine line. I think you don't want an identical person to yourself because that's a little weird, right? You need some right. balance in your life. Like, I am a very high-strung, loud human being. I yeah. would not date someone who is also high-strung and loud. That's too much, no. right? Do you think that um, your husband is, like, your opposite? 
I think in personality, yes. I think when I am loud, he is quiet, right? Like I am very like, I get stressed and anxious and like I'm, you know, my mind runs at a mile a minute and he is more like calm and reserved and easygoing. I've never mm-hmm. described myself as easygoing in my life. Have you ever dated somebody that is more like outgoing like you? Most every guy I've ever dated has been on the shyer side, at least until they warm up to people. Like I wouldn't classify Will as shy necessarily. I'd say he takes time to open up. Right. And so like, I think that the main thing you need to concern yourself with, and this is just one person's opinion, obviously, if you're compatible and you're happy, by all means, live your life. But like, I think as long as you have shared interests, then that's more important. Like, I think your personalities can be complete opposites as long as they're compatible. I think, like, what can you talk about, right? What are you doing together? What are the right. things you're you're experiencing together? I think that's a little bit more important than necessarily having the same exact personality. Right, yeah, which is something that, like, the boys definitely, like, miss the mark on. They're thinking, like, oh, somebody that's compatible is exactly like you and would have, like, the same exact interests as you and the same exact personality, and they definitely, like, didn't get it. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, like, I the one thing I do want to point out is, um, is Carol, and because I feel like she has a callback to an earlier episode of Boy Meets World when she points to her mouth and she just goes taco and then Eric does it later because I feel like we yeah. saw Corey do that when like he was talking to Topanga yes. he goes taco yes. yes because it was like dollar taco day yeah and they yeah. were having they were having like a fight taco. and <laughs> yeah 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 exactly the Matthews boys love the pointing to the mouth and saying taco yeah that was a good call I totally forgot about yeah and that. I, as soon as she said it I was like oh, the taco bit because I, I just love the taco um taco. but anyway neither one of them want to mix things up and so it's like a whole honestly it's like a whole bunch of nonsense about nothing but it's basically like like you said one is like Eric one is like Jack and they are dating the other one um right. yeah yeah and so um so back to the Coria Topanga Sean fiasco um then they see the billboard which now has the the gentleman in the puffy coat and he's I'm going to the Super Bowl <laughs> um and that's where Sean is hanging out and they're like they go over that's where they find Sean they're trying to like cheer him up um and I don't know it's a whole I honestly don't even really understand well, I think that he's saying what Sean is saying in this scene is that there's always an an obstacle in my life. Like whenever something is happening, there's always an obstacle in my life that derails me. Um, so I think that that's his whole point. Like the the gentleman in the puppy jacket is something that stopped him from getting what he wanted. And that's like a continuous theme in his life. Like he wanted to go to summer camp and there was an obstacle in his life where he couldn't afford to. He, um, you know, lived in a, like a, in a trailer park where other kids had like real houses and real backyards. And that's another obstacle in his life. And he feels like there's continuously always going to be obstacles in his life and he's never going to succeed and he's never going to have like what he wants or get what he wants. And I think it's a lot of like poor 
me energy, but also kind of deservingly so. Like, he hasn't yeah. had the easiest life. He's had these constant obstacles that prevent him from having, like, a normal life that everybody else has. Yeah, I think it's very easy for Corey to say, like, all you had to do was apply. But, like, at the same time, Sean is like, okay, but then what? Like, I apply, yeah. I get in, I can't pay for it. Like Exactly, I- another obstacle in his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's always going to be these bumps in the road for him, he thinks. Yeah. And I mean, he's not wrong. Like, I think I think that's the thing is he's not wrong to point out that those are obstacles for him. But I think like, yes, they're barriers, but they're not they're not necessarily impossible to circumnavigate. Um, and so then Sean says, I have to go somewhere. If I don't go, I'll never go anywhere. Now, me be my best friend and get out of my way. And so Corey mm-hmm. steps aside and Sean leaves. Um, yeah. Then I mean, I think we've talked enough about the whole Carol. Yeah. So whatever. obviously Jill and Carol don't like to be swapped and they yelled at them and said, like, we don't want to date somebody exactly like us. And they Jack and Eric realize that they lost the girls because they were being idiots. But they're always idiots and they'll always lose a lot of girls. So yeah. Um, <laughs> First of many. Yeah. First of many. So um, Corey and Topanga go into the Feeney's classroom and says, like, we failed you. Um, As we speak, Sean is heading to San Diego to go to the Super Bowl. Um, He doesn't even have the tickets, but it doesn't matter. He said that no matter what, he's going to find a way in. Um, and Corey said, like, I wasn't going to stop him. And apparently this is what Feeney wanted. Uh, Feeney wanted, um, Sean to step, stop controlling and trying to fix Sean's life and wanted Sean to go out and, like, try things for himself and try challenges on his own with anybody's help and then he obviously wanted Topanga to not try to manipulate situations for right to to make things happen and to butt out and apparently that this was his plan all along I guess so I still that's the thing is even though I watched all of this I still don't know that I completely understand the lesson because then Topanga says like we're all gonna have to do things on our own without someone's help right Mr. Feeney I think I understand why you've been so upset and I think I know why you're gonna keep giving us assignments till our last day with you um and I love him saying you're butting in and she goes yeah I am so fail me that's life um he says you won't be perfect anymore and she says no one should be perfect besides you learn from failure and I need to know that right um, and he, you just yelled at me, but I'm Mr. Feeney. Yeah. So I think like the whole. I hope that she didn't get an F, though. I don't think I, he gave I her an F. I heard that follows her through life. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is he's trying to teach is like life is t- tougher than this class. And like mm-hmm. you need to be able to learn and to stand on your own. But I think the flaw in Feeney's like logic or the flaw in Feeney's teaching here is like. I don't think that's necessarily true that we're all alone. Like, yes, you need to be able to count on yourself. And yes, you need to be able to be self-sufficient and do things on your own. That is all very true about real life. Right. The other side of things is you should always have a community around you of people that support you and love you. You should have friends. You should have family. If you can, if you're able, if you want those things. Um that support you and help you right like um when I was doing my college applications like my mom helped me fill them out like no she didn't fill them out for me but she helped me complete them and so I think like it's not a bad thing to have help Mm -hmm. 
I think Feeney's point is just like you need to be able to do things on your own without Corey doing them for you or Topanga butting in on everything, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I think that you're right. I can't think of anything that possibly is a different outcome of what uh, Feeney was trying to achieve or yeah. what the actual lesson was. Um, of course, I think in life you need uh, to learn the balance between uh, getting help when you need it and being autonomous when you need to be. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's that. Uh, and then we f- find out everybody's uh, at Chubby's for the Super Bowl and shockingly somehow Sean got in. Yeah, I don't know how this happened, but apparently everyone's like celebrating. I loved the moment between like Morgan and Amy where she, like Morgan's like, what else is on? Uh, and Amy's like, well, Fox is counterprogramming with America's worst family atrocities. Um, and it's just like everyone's celebrating. And yeah, there's a he has a sign. Sean has a sign. Hey, Feeney, nothing's impossible. Um, Look at that. How nice. It. Yeah, I just think like Feeney's. Again, I, I said it before. I just think the, there's a flaw in his logic in this episode, which makes it a confusing and strange episode. Like, I feel like Feeney hasn't gotten this mad in a very long time. And so for this to be what he's getting so upset about seems a bit ridiculous yeah. to me. When Feeney gets mad, it's not fun. It's like, don't get mad at me, Mr. Feeney. Yeah. I'm just trying to do good. A hundred percent. It's not fun to see it. Um, So I don't know. These two episodes weren't my favorite. However, we have wonderful news. Because What's the news, Jessica? Next episode is a freaking banger and a half, people. Well, I think like the yeah, totally, and like the next few episodes are going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've hit the lull of the season news. five, but we're gonna pick things back up very soon because we're getting to season five, episode fourteen, Heartbreak Corey. Which is a huge episode for any Boy Meets World fan out there. Of course, you know it is the ski, ski lodge. What do they call them? Ski club? Yeah, it's a ski lodge. Ski lodge incident. Um, And of course. Nothing good happens at a ski lodge. I mean, that's what they say. Um, (laughs) That's not what they say, but that's what I say because (laughs) I don't ski. Um, We have great news because per his rider, we have to have a guest on for this episode. Because it was in his writer and his contract mm-hmm. to come on for yeah. this specific episode. So we will be welcoming back to the podcast the one, the only amazing Chappelle next week. I can't wait. Yay. It's going to be so I'm much I'm very fun. excited to welcome Chappelle back and talk this infamous episode of Boy Meets World. It's going to be so much fun. Um, in the meantime, Sarah, what can the people hear from us if they're so interested yeah, we, of course, have our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. We just finished season three of Dawson's Creek. So we are starting season four momentarily. So tune in for that. A great place to jump in if you're uh, thinking about being a Dawson's Creek fan or are a Dawson's Creek fan. Um And we also cover the Gilded Age on the post-show recaps Um channel so check us out there and uh more to come for bonus content from shit 90 shows yeah me so much Uh, on the way yeah you can find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram and you can find me at sarah ferguson 
amazing. Um, of course, you can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter over at Posture Recaps. I'm podcasting about community, about the after party, um, about the Gilded Age with Sarah. And also, most recently, the wonderful Mike Bloom and I have embarked on our journey through the uh, Amazon television series Upload. It's super intriguing. It's like kind of sci-fi, but honestly, it's mostly a dramedy. Um, it came out in, I believe it was 2020, was when the first season was originally released. Or maybe it was 2021. It doesn't matter. Season two is coming back um, on March 11th. So we did a both a kickoff podcast where we kind of describe like what the show is if you're interested in it. Um, and then season one recap will be coming out very soon. And then, of course, season two kicks off on March 11th. So go check out all of that over at Post Show Recaps. Um, it's such an interesting show and it's only like a 30 minute long show ish. So if, if this style of comedy, the 22 minute sitcom is your thing, upload is not much longer. So go give that a shot as well. Um, I think that's I think that's everything we've got this week. So we appreciate you all listening and we will be back next week with Heartbreak Corey. Can't wait to break it all down. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.